to unemployed actors, to unemployed actors, they're just between projects. Welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Mac. <laughs> I'm, I've just had a busy day, but I am Max. I've got a special guest today, Paige Walker, who has helped uh, many actors across both stage and screen, most recently uh, working on Pieces of Her, which filmed in Sydney, um, and uh, Helpman Award winners as well. Yes. In the past, some, some lofty talent. Well, you know. And, <laughs> and then other actors like myself. So welcome to the show, Paige Walker. It's Thank so nice you. to have you here. It's so good to be here, honestly. It's, it's such an important um, topic, American accent. I mean, for Australian actors, there's, there's obviously a lot of work, particularly when the, when the pandemic was in full swing. Uh, we were one of the few countries with an industry that was actually working. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty incredible. There was um, right before we went into our big lockdown in October. I mean, there was so much U.S. production over here because, like you say, we were one of the only places that you could come. So, so, so many places. All mm-hmm. of Australia, they were mm-hmm. building new studios. Yeah, yeah. I heard there's one, another one coming up in Cairns. Uh, Russell Crowe's put his bid in for um, Coffs Harbour. Yep. Um, and yeah, they're all booked solid. Yep. So it's great. But of course, for local talent, it means making sure that you've got um, your accent up to scratch. Because I, I know talking to a casting director, there's no, oh, this person's perfect for the role. Max would be great. We just need to coach him a little on the accent. It's it's not, they just want you to drop straight in and go. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's been quite a journey with the accent since I started coaching here in 2000. When I first started, it was very much like, look, we want to know that eventually they'll be able to do it or raw. Yeah. But now it's it's like yeah. you say, they're like, no, it's got to be spot on. Absolutely There's so much perfect. competition. Yeah. Someone mentioned to me uh, Clickbait, in which mm-hmm. was filmed in Melbourne. Victoria, Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, they had to do all the ADR again in LA because the accents were sort of dropping in and out or something. And you know, I don't actually know who the coach was on that. But um, yeah, I, I watched that not too long ago. Uh, the, the, I mean, whether it's the streamers or the studios, it's great to see the productions um, in and Australia. And they're massive. Yeah. They are such huge. <laughs> oh I know, right? I know, it's, it's, it's intense. Yeah. It's daunting. But it's great for even even um, in crew, you know, positions to yeah. have the experience of EFX, all those sort of add-ons. It's great. Um, can we take a step back? How did you actually get started as a dialect coach? Um, so I went to a performing arts school when I was in eighth grade, so 13, and my major at the time was voice, picked up music theater or rather went to college for theater. And part of my two, excuse me, two years out of my four years of the program was dialect and good speech. So I started actually teaching my senior year at, um, the performing arts school that was near my college. Okay. And then when I moved to New York which I did right after college, it wasn't my, my focus for being in New York was really to do theater. So I, I didn't do a lot of dialect coaching then. Right. It was kind of a periphery mm-hmm. sort of interest. So you didn't realize then just how big of a role it was going to be. Exactly. Um, but then when I moved here in 2000 to Australia, yeah. there, I, once again, the US dollar was, I think, I know, yeah, it's like 48 cents to the dollar. Yeah, it was really great It value. was insane, yeah. yeah. So that was yeah. when, that was the first time I saw just huge amounts of US production happening yeah. here. And I was like, right, oh, let's get into this immediately and, and full time. So that's what I did. And it's just through the years, I've, I've just added more and various, you know, sort of feathers to the cap with it. 
That's great. And when it comes to the fundamentals of an American accent, um, do you have a specific process as a teacher or is it depending on whether it's for the theatre or whether it's for film or the, 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 the talents of the actor? Um, that's an awesome question. Look, it's, I do have a process that I like to, to work with because I feel like I always, I start everybody off with a general American accent, which Mm -hmm. is the West coast sound, which is that, you know, used for all television and film kind of accent. So that's what was also called standard American. That's what it's called here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's, I always also describe it as your, your ballet of accents. So it's your fundamental of accents. Once you learn that, get it into muscle memory. Then if you need to tap off into something more specific or regional, you can do that pretty easily. But it's a little bit harder to dial it back to something, if the Americans had a subliminal or like a, a, excuse me, a subtle American accent, Mm -hmm. the Gen Am one would be it. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder to kind of pull it back into that more subtle sound. If you start from a super hard New York or a hardcore Southern or something like that. Yeah, I guess particularly too if your characters, you know, going through all the ranges of the emotions and screaming and yelling as exactly. well as crying and the rest of it, it's exactly. even harder to. Yep. So, so just to, to finish off that question. Yeah. So I do start everybody off with that kind of. I work with them on that accent first. Mm-hmm. Um, re whether it's for television versus stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, obviously with film and television with camera work you have the ability to take things much more subtly. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. going to do something for stage, then you have to look at the size of the stage, how far the sound has to travel, things like that. Whether you're mic'd up or that sort of exactly, stuff. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's really interesting. Is there a particular region of the States that you think is the hardest to, to mimic? Um, or one that's more, but you find is more challenging for your students than others? Well, I, I do find that there's this mad obsession with needing to learn the Boston accent. <laughs> it is so distinct. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but I swear to God, people, they, you're never going to use it. <laughs> you're never going to use it. So, like, like, I've got to learn the Boston accent. I'm like, no, you really don't. Like, like, seriously, like, don't even worry about it. It's, um, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. And, but I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's the most difficult, but yeah. it's one that people seem to be a bit obsessed with. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Because I feel like for a while there, it was, it was the New York sort yeah. of accent. Yeah. And then it was... That's interesting. That's Boston. That's so funny because it's yeah, because it's such a distinct so much. accent. Yeah, like it's not like you can. So you're basically yeah. Anyway, I don't get that. That's okay. That's all right. But then, but like, so when I talk about, it, I'm like, guys, but look, I mean, even if you watch shows set in Boston, yeah, how often are you actually going to hear that particular accent? Yeah, exactly. You know, because it's it's made for, um, well domestically for the, for Americans therefore yep. you want to make sure they can understand you and it's somewhat relatable I guess yeah absolutely it's the general that's interesting what are three things that you see Aussie actors doing wrong when it comes to nailing an Australian accent oh good question um I would say the first one is working too hard <laughs> right <clears throat> um way overworking the R sound mm-hmm and uh, probably a big one for me would be making sure that the weak words stay weak. So it's really, like right. really hitting the specifics of the context of what you're trying to say. So it, so it can sound a lot more natural. So exactly. Sort of jarred out of it. Yeah. That's really interesting. Okay. I wouldn't have picked that. 
Well, that's interesting. What would you have said? Well, for, for me, I, look, I just know the biggest thing for me is is the constant practice. Like you can't just go, oh, oh, I've, had a f- I've had a few lessons now. Fantastic. I'm good to go forever. Yeah. I do hear that a lot. I literally had somebody say to me, I'm like, so have you worked with the accent much? They're like, oh, I watched a lot of movies. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. amazing. I love that for you. So... <laughs> That's great. How many yeah. were set in Boston? Yeah, anyway, exactly. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> A for effort. Oh, bless. Um, how much how much practice goes in sort of evolving from that? How much practice actually goes into perfecting an accent? If you're starting from zero mm. and you're an Australian, you've grew up in Australia, Aussie parents, and you're trying to perfect the general American. Um. How much practice really goes into perfecting that? It's a little bit hard to, to, to say because everybody deals with sound so differently. Right. Um, some people are just accent sponges. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's a little hard to, to kind of guesstimate on that. But <clears throat> I would... I don't even know, babe. It's, yeah. it's Yeah. It depends. It really does. I would say it's not going to happen for you in two weeks' time. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm thinking months... You would need a and pretty pretty consistent, but not yeah. but then like not every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've yeah. got to. I always sort of say, slow and steady wins the race on this yeah. one. It's it's each person's particular journey yeah. with it, but you've got to get it into the muscles. Yeah, that's the that's the important thing because I, the surprise to me was just how much of it is about getting it into the muscles mm-hmm. because and hence the you know the early lessons in particular almost needed a rest <laughs> it's, it's like exhausting because i'm yeah. so i'm concentrating so much mm-hmm. and i'm literally reading the scripts twice or the words twice in my head you know sort of thing once in australian once in, yep. and, and trying to have that that accent lens and then you're really using your mouth differently absolutely um i was surprised just how much muscle um muscle works in there like you're right about having having to have a rest absolutely can you imagine if you had done that early on and then had to go on set yeah. and you're on set for 12 hours? Yeah, no. You know, you've just been wasted. And at some point your mouth yeah. goes, no, no, no more. Mm. I'm not playing with you anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. you get really exhausted, yeah. Yeah. really brain foggy. It is. It's a, it is definitely, you have to build up your endurance as well. Yeah, that's interesting, particularly because we, we had a show recently where we talked about, you know, one minute you're auditioning and you're doing self-tapes, next minute, say you're on a television series and the work schedules like it's you know so it was all about staying work fit um but that's certainly something to add to the repertoire absolutely um so that you can hit the ground running you don't need to go hang on time out i need to i need to rejig things and uh, you know could you imagine i know if you're on the humongous production you're like sorry guys can we start with the small scenes (laughs) what do you mean it's not all about me (laughs) they'll be like thank you very much bye-bye we'll pay you for the day go home (laughs) we'll call you exactly or not (laughs) i mean there's so many reasons not to hire someone you don't want to give them another one so keeping that in the repertoire uh keeping practice yep that's that's really interesting And, and i guess too then that helps uh for it to just sort of drop in more naturally absolutely absolutely okay so if an, if an actor does have a particularly emotional scene, like where they're yelling or crying, that heightened emotional state, I mean, how, how would you approach that? Yeah, that's such a good question. I, I will always ask my actors to bring in kind of around class four or five a scene, but mm-hmm. something that has a heightened emotion with it, be it comedy or drama, because that is where the accent could lose its integrity. 
it might fall down a little bit. Um, I would work it <clears throat> without the emotion attached first. Right. So find the sounds, make sure that the sounds are set so you know the pathways, you know, where they're going, and then start to layer in that emotion, taking the accent with you as you go. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, because I, I think I, I'm just relating it back to myself as I remember uh, the first time working through a scene with you and um, I was just, I was my own worst enemy really because I'm overthinking every every syllable, you know. Just... Well, that's the thing as well. That's what, remember Kevin? Do you remember Kevin Max? <laughs> I remember. Yeah, the little guy sits on your shoulder and tells you how much you suck. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Kev. Yeah. Yeah. Kev. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting, but... Um, but it's sort of, you've got to, it's about doing. You just got to get in there and get it done. Absolutely. And keep practicing and find your way in. Because I remember I sort of ended up with, like I keep practicing and then I'd end up with a few sentences that would help me. So if I'm on set, I can just read those sentences Absolutely. out loud. Yep. And they sort of help me mm -hmm. from different sort of exercises. Mm -hmm. and, and what was interesting is they changed. Yeah. So one, one month... You know, if someone asked me to do American accent, well, these are the three sentences, absolutely, because I can't, the bloody R's or something. And then it'll be something different some other time. But, That's very um, interesting. Because I, I, I know it's great to, when you get a script, to uh, before you start reading it, to understand exactly what you need, if mm -hmm. it's an accent required. But I did turn up for an after shoot and um, they said, uh, can you do an American accent? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And I was sort of three quarters of the way through working with you. And, uh, okay, let's hear it. So we went through it like, yep, great, awesome. So I'm like, brilliant, winning. I mean, that was the first moment where I sort of, it all kind of landed. And I could tell Kevin to just piss off, basically, because I was starting so to find awesome. my momentum. Yeah. So I've always kept like a little safety blanket, a few little sentences, mm -hmm. so that I can sort of find it a bit easier to, to go back in. Yep. I'm a huge fan of key sentences, key words. 100%. Okay. What? Aussie actors do you see working at the moment who are just absolutely nailing their American accent execution? Oh, man. Um, well, I just have to mention my darling, Miss Bella Heathcote, mm -hmm. who I just finished working with on pieces. She killed it. Actually, it was very interesting. All the, um, all the people that I got to work with on the show, I mean, some of them I worked with for literally five minutes. Really? Yeah. That's all the time I had to work with them. But then others like Bella, who... She puts so much time and effort into it. Yeah. Um, just, just fantastic. I had somebody recently say to me, they're like, I thought she was American. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. That's great. Like, that is a compliment. It, it, so, totally. Yeah. And such a testament to the work that she put in. So when you're attached to a program like that, mm -hmm. I mean, big budget, mm -hmm. full on production. Um, do, how early do they bring you in? Uh, I start, let's see, we started shooting last year in end of January. So mm -hmm. I think I started working with the actors December. Okay. Yeah. And then that allows people like Bella who, who prefer to have a bit more time. Yeah. They've got that. Exactly. Okay, exactly, that's great. Exactly. But then other people I wouldn't see until sometimes on the day. Really? Mm-hmm. What could you do there? I mean, I'm just... Well... Sometimes that was how... You're just going to make it work. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously these people were, you know, smaller characters and were us. They didn't have a yeah. great deal of dialogue. Yeah. But yeah. it definitely, it, you know, it asked a lot of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I'm like, okay, guys, so here's your lines. Rah, rah, rah. Talk to me. Like, run me through your lines. Rah, rah, rah. And then I would be on the cans listening to them while they're doing the scenes. I would need to pop out if there was a sound that was a little bit skewy. Yeah, okay. You know, and then they were getting direction from 
director and yeah like, you've like, got your blocking yeah. you're trying to work it all out you're trying to make sure you have your lines down it's it's a lot absolutely it's tough when you're coming into like a 50 word or a small part mm-hmm. and you're sort of coming into a gang that's just been working so solidly together yep um but that's really interesting how you can actually yeah you put your hand up and go hang on that didn't sound quite right just give me a second and it's it's very much uh, a timing thing when uh-huh. you're on set yeah. you know you have to read the room you really have to read the room if they're if it's crunch time, you yep. just shut up. Yep. Take some notes. <laughs> We're losing light. You know, yeah. And you just keep quiet and just go, we'll just ADR that one at some There's point. There's a thousand in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But obviously if it's a, or if it's a major clanger, yeah. you know, that you kind of go like, okay. you know, if, if Boston when, comes out of nowhere. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If, you know, if they're stopped for a second fixing a lighting, yep. you know, something or another, you just like dash yep. over and be like, oh, it's just, don't forget, it's bin, it's bin, bin, bin. You know, and you just like sneak That's away. That's great. Yeah. That's great. That's really great because as an actor, I've been so nice to have that. When you're working on a, on a, on a big budget, you know, with a crew that they can afford to have that focus, I'm, I'm finding that more and more. Is that your experience that more and more voice dialect coaches are attached to, to projects that early on? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I think, it's, I think you kind of really have to because they're mm-hmm. using so many Aussie actors. Yeah. You know, uh, just sort of going back to pieces on that entire production, there were, I think, two actual Americans everybody else was <laughs> wow. from somewhere else yeah that's amazing and and talking to our earlier point you know you've got to be ready to go you know there's no just give me a minute yeah uh, I'll work with you over you know if you're supporting and you or you bit part you've got to make it work that's really interesting and so in the theatre if you're working with um, an ensemble on a, on a play on a production are you attached to the company or to the production or the play that usually handles? usually the play the play because yeah. of course if it's required or yeah. not um and then if american accents required then you'd be would you be in the room for rehearsals yep okay in the room for rehearsals in the theater for previews okay in several probably first couple shows then i'll All check right. back in sort of halfway through that's awesome i mean as an actor it's great to have that sort of support um well, yeah, and that's really what I feel. I mean, I always say I'm, I'm, I'm really become the cheerleader. Yeah. You know, I just want everybody to feel so comfortable and knowing that they can just go out there and not worry. I don't want the last thing I want people thinking about are sounds. Yeah. Yeah. And pronunciations, yeah. and the, yeah. like, I just want that to be second nature at that point. Yeah. Lastly, have you have you ever had like a crazy sort of timeline where you've been brought into a project, and you know they're having some issues and they really need you to. And there's only a few, or is it just coming down to moments such as on Pieces of Her where you've got five minutes to work with someone? You know, it's, I, I not that I can recall where it's just been like, holy yeah, beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but there have been a few productions that have been brought in where I have not had a lot of time with the actors. Right. Just uh, particularly with theater, because theaters don't have a lot of, you know, yeah. a lot of funding behind them. So yeah, like much smaller productions, I'll have two sessions for a very chunky play right right so i can do i do my very best with them and give them the information that i think that they can kind of Mm -hmm. absorb or find useful or then kind of add on at least practice to them yeah in their own time yeah and then hopefully you know and say look you know get in touch if you Mm. need me but um yeah well it's it's great so from actors perspective to have resources to yourself available Mm. to us whether we're on you know preparing for a role for the screen or for the stage 
Um, when it comes to auditions too, can you help actors with self-taping? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I do it quite a bit, actually. Right. Yep. Even as a reader. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, and I think it's great to have an American voice as a reader. Totally. Because it can it's, can start to pull the ear. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, self taping through the pandemic, but certainly now it's more often than not the the go to. Um, yep. And you know, maybe it's a third pass before you're actually into the room. Exactly. It's 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 crazy, but uh, the benefit is, of course, a- agents suddenly get to see all the work you're doing as an actor, whereas before they wouldn't, they wouldn't be a part of the process. They wouldn't be in the rooms. That was interesting. Yeah. Where do you see the future? Like, do you, do you see it changing in any particular way? I mean, at the moment, Boston's the, (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't let it go. Boston, I love you. Okay. Whoever's from Boston, I love you. What's trending? Well, Max, (laughs) this is what's trending in 2022. Um, that's an awesome question. I'm, I don't yeah. know. Where do I see the... Oh God, I don't know. I mean, hopefully you're brought on earlier and earlier in productions um, to help yeah. as many of the cast as possible. Yeah. Um, from a business perspective, a project perspective. But yeah, I guess it all just depends on what the projects are, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty cool because I feel like, you know, all of this, this whole industry now is so global. Yeah. You know, which is just awesome. You know, sucky for American actors. I know, right? More competition. Yeah. But but if you've got your shit together yeah. and you're in Australia at the moment, um, there's plenty of opportunities. So much. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, it used to be if you wanted to be in music theatre, you had to be a triple threat. I feel like the American accent is absolutely one of those things you must have in your skill set now. Yeah. You just must. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? Why would you, you know, pull yourself out of the possibility of all of that work? Yeah. It's a huge industry, particularly locally. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, the Australian market, you know, it, it, it isn't big enough to support mm, the actors mm, that we have, you mm. know. So it's like, yeah, man, d- grab all the work that is coming yeah. over here. Do it, do it, do it. That's great. Yeah. I think the last time um, I had a 50-worder, it was a while ago, a few years ago, on set for um, Deadly Women. And I had a moment where I was doing that whole overthinking. Kevin was big in my mind. It's yep. like, Max, what's, it's all going wrong. And I remember we did a, a Zoom catch up. Yep. I think it was the, the night before even, you know, just going through the lines. Yep. Just, you know, it was more for my confidence than anything else. Well, that's, you know, that's another thing that I'd love to be able to do. You know, if somebody has an audition and I've been working with them, I'm like, call yeah. me on the day. Yep. Let's just run it on the phone super quick. So I can hear it and go, you are fabulous. You're going to kill yeah. it. You know, and it is, it's, it's. Because, the, you know, the voice is, is, is that very vulnerable space to work from, mm. you know? And then you're going in and you have to do not only put yourself out there as an actor, put yourself out there vocally, but then now do it in another accent. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to ask. Yeah, it's interesting. And, of course, the more work, like most things as an actor, the more you're doing well and the more work you're doing, the less it looks like you're doing anything at all. Exactly. <laughs> One of those things. Paige Walker, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Lots of tips and tricks for up-and-coming actors. Absolute pleasure. It's been so nice to chat with you. You've been listening to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max. Uh, Make sure you follow, download, and listen. Sam and I will be back next week. Bye. Ciao. Two Unemployed Actors.